You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. How can I be blameless is the title of this devotion. You know, it is an absolute birthright of all of us that have been born again or made alive inwardly through the life of the Son of God in us. It's a birthright to want to be blameless. It's, it's what is born into you through Him who is blameless. It is given into your heart to want to live holy and well-pleasing to your Father, to be acceptable and well-pleasing in His sight. That is, it is what is born into you when you become a new creation, when Christ comes to live in your heart by His Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul, he says, I used to not understand what it meant to be a Christian because I mistakenly thought that Jesus was just a man like any other man. How different I think now that He's come to live in my heart by His Spirit. Now I realize that when anybody becomes a Christian, they become a brand new person on the inside. They are a new creation. The old life of sin is dead and buried with Him and a new life has come from His throne of grace. Oh, when you begin to realize this immense love of the Father shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, causing us to cry, Abba, Father, that now we are His children. It's overwhelming, and it makes you want to live blameless, well-pleasing in His sight. It makes you want to do those things that please your Father. It's not you have to, like the old system of the law demanded what we could not perform because of our weak nature of the flesh. But now, through the newness of the life where the law of the Spirit of life in Christ is written in our heart and mind, we, we are compelled, we're, we're moved daily to live to please God, to be blameless in His sight. And I want you to see something here that David says in his amazing Psalm 19, starting at verse 7. Psalm 19, starting at verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul, or healing, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yes, yea, than fine, much fine gold, sweeter than the honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors or clean, cleanse me then from my secret faults, Lord? Keep back your servant also from presumptuous, willful sins, and let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless, and I shall be innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Then I shall be blameless when, when God Himself holds me back 
when God himself searches my heart and cleanses me from things that I'm unaware are waiting for an opportunity to make me stumble in the way I think or talk or act or react. And that God deals with these areas in my life. So many times we want God to entrust us where we're not ready yet because he has not been able to deal with those things that are hidden within. That's why I always believe that the safest place to live is in the light of his presence where his word can search us and search the inner depths of our nature and character and unearth within us. Unearth within us that which is hidden of the human nature and the sinful lower nature and that he may work his will in that part of our life so that we'll not stumble or fall that will not fail in this light and his presence. And that he has such a hold on us, listen to this closely, that he has such a hold on us that he's able to hold us back from willful sinning. Come on, the flesh is deceitful in its nature and corrupt, where when you feel the presence of the Lord and you're willing in the light of his countenance, you feel the anointing and power as I do right now, and then you feel I'm, I'm in heaven. But then there are moments you can feel the lower nature of the flesh, and it in itself is sinful. You see, we have sin living in this fleshly body, but we don't sin because Jesus Christ, who cannot sin, is living within That is the secret of the Christian life. We still live in this old body of death, but this old body of death has no more dominion over us because it has been buried with Christ in water baptism. Now we are dead to the flesh because we are alive unto Christ. We are free from the law of sin and death because of the law of life in Christ, Romans 8 verse 2 says. And so friends, we need to never presume ourselves to be free as long as we're in this body from the possibility of sinning. That's why God has to have such a grip on us and by His grace that He can hold us back and that you can feel it in, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, no, no. And that no is His hold on you. And that no needs to be so loud that if an invitation or temptation or opportunity comes for you to do what you know by the Word of God, no, there's no that the no is so strong, you won't do it. You won't do it. No matter if all your flesh screams at you, you won't do it. You won't do it. No, 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 no. You got to have a Holy Ghost no inside of you strong enough to say no to yourself. You got to be able to possess your own vessel in sanctification. It says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1, you got to possess your own vessel in sanctification and not just make excuses by indulging in the lust of the flesh. And, and, and what's worse than that is that you somehow spiritualize it and, and try to hide what the real intention of your heart is by making it look spiritual. That, that's even worse. I mean, if we're going to sin, then let's be honest about it. But now let's not be deceitful and act like we're some, you know, while God understands. No, no, Jesus didn't die for nothing. He died because sin is terrible and it's horrible and it's a killer. And you cannot give place to it for a split second. Amen. He wants you to walk blameless. And one of the ways that he's able to, uh, to keep you blameless is that you allow him to search you. Better search, have him search you now than on the day of judgment. And two, that he can hold you 
that he has such hold on you that he can hold you back from willful sinning so that the thoughts of your heart and the words of your mouth become holy and well-pleasing in his sight. Thirdly, but not least, or I should say this is maybe number one here, I don't mind, mean to give it in a tear as if one is more important than the other, is what he says to Abraham in Genesis 17. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and he said to him, Abraham, right? When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. I don't find any possibility to enjoy this life of being blameless in the sight of God, but to stay in the sight of God. The moment I come out of the light of his countenance, my weak human nature will cause me to stumble and I know it. And I know it and I've suffered that pain too many times to ever want to risk not living in the light of his countenance. It's only in the light of his countenance, searching my heart, upholding me, sustaining me with his presence and mobilizing and, and, and motivating me to do what's pleasing in his sight that I can live blameless. I want to encourage you walk before the Lord. You know, we used to sing this beautiful little hymn. And I walk with him and I talk with him and he tells me I am his own and the voice I hear as I tarry there none other has ever known and he walks with me and he talks with me oh that old little hymn is such a beautiful hymn because this is my friends one of the absolute epicenters of the purpose of living and that is to walk with god to walk before him and to see the sufficiency of his almightiness enable you to be blameless before you, before him, to be without blame before him. You see, it says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7 and 8, it says that according to the riches of his grace, he has predestined us from before the foundation of the world that we should be adopted by him and predestined us to be without blame, holy and without blame in his love. It was God's plan for you to be holy and without blame before him in his love. That word without blame means you're walking in his righteousness. You're walking in his sanctification. You're walking in the life that he gives consistently in which there is no sin. I love the way that John says it. John says it this way, the beloved. He says the reason that you still keep on sinning is because you don't really know Jesus. If you knew Jesus, you'd stop sinning. Why? Because he cannot sin. So when he's talking about knowing Jesus, it's not just a mental knowledge of him, but it is a spiritual knowing him living in you, enabling you to be holy and without blame before the Father in his love. Why don't you meditate on those first eight verses in Ephesians chapter one and see that out of the rich treasury of his glory with the Father, he brings you into such a life that you know nothing against yourself because you're living in that sanctification that 
God has made Jesus unto you and me. It is the life He has separated unto God that He imparts into you and me by, by which we live blameless. And how good it is to live blameless and not be afraid or ashamed to be able to look anybody in the eyes, even people that remind you of your past sins and that you can look them in the eyes and say, you know, you're right. You're right, that was terrible. And that's what Jesus paid such a high price for, to cleanse me from and forgive me. So that's why daily, daily I thank Him for it. It's not just you mentally know that, it's you spiritually express the freedom from sin for whom the Son set free from sin is free indeed. It's the expression of that love, the expression of that blameless life that makes you be able to look with bright shining light in your eyes at your accuser and not be afraid. For if God before you, who could be against you? Who would lay a charge against God's elect when He is the one who's justified? Who will condemn when He is the one, Jesus, who died for us and furthermore, who's also risen and never lives to make intercession. Let me close with you here from Romans chapter 3 from the Living Bible, starting at verse 21. Now God has shown us a different way to heaven, not by being good enough and trying to keep His laws, but by a new way, though not new really, for the Scripture told us about it long ago. Now God says He will accept and acquit us and declare us not guilty if we trust Jesus Christ to take away our sins. And we all can be saved in the same way by coming to Christ, no matter who we are or what we have been like. Yes, all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yet now God declares us not guilty of offending Him if we trust in Jesus Christ who in His kindness freely takes away all our sins. For God has sent Christ Jesus to take the punishment for our sins and so forth. Oh, how I love this gospel and how I want to sing about it, talk about it, live in a day and night in my own heart towards myself, towards Virginia, towards others. And I want to have that I want to have that meek, gentle, lowly nature of our Savior by which He always gives us hope that if we come to Him and confess our sins, He's faithful and just, not just to forgive, but to cleanse us and wash us white as snow and give us such a blamelessness that we can face the most sternest and harshest accuser without feeling afraid to be condemned because we know we have the shield of faith that God has justified us through Jesus Christ. Amen. Have a good day.